Did you just rickroll me? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You, it was going to be special. Get out of here. I can't believe this. Oh, my word. How many... How many of you have ever been rickrolled before? Raise your hand. Come on, nice. Be proud of it. For the rest of you who have never been on the internet before, uh, <laughs> rickrolling, that song by Rick Astley goes all the way back to the 80s. And, and recently, in, in the last uh, 15 probably or so years, it's come back and resurfaced as a, as a prank where someone will have you click on a link and they'll surprise you with that video. You'll think of something else and it's that. So that's called a Rickroll. So congratulations, Point Church. You've officially been Rickrolled today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it is a great day and uh, we're so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be able to bring the second message in this series called A Beautiful Mess. And Noah kicked it off so perfectly last week talking about that family can be a beautiful thing, obviously. But you know what? It can also be messy, can it? Thank you for being honest. It is so true. It can be messy, and it's true. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that. But I believe that God can make it a beautiful mess, right? And so there's, there's two different ways you can look at it. But the bottom line is, what does God say about family? How can, he, how can we improve our family lives in every aspect? by looking at God's word and putting those principles into practice in our lives. And that's what we're looking at all summer long. And today, today's message is on marriage. And if you're not married, don't tune it out yet. Don't tune us out. And because this message, it can apply to you as well. So whether you've been married, are married, going to be married one day, these principles, these truths also apply spiritually in your lives as well. And so uh, last Monday, well, a few weeks ago, uh, I don't know if you were here, all of you at the same time, but a few weeks ago, my wife joined me on stage for a message. So I appreciate Deanna for doing that. I'm so thankful for her. It's always great to be able to partner together. So Monday morning, I came in to my office that week and I looked on my desk and there was what looked like a revised job description. And it said, Josh, you're no longer allowed to speak again without your wife. So, so... With no further ado, I want to welcome my wife, Deanna. Yes, Come on yes. out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Of course. Well, it's part of your job description now. So like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, we don't have a choice. But uh, no, we're so grateful for you, yes. uh, Deanna. And thank you for all the value you add oh, to our church family, to us so nice. as individuals. And thank you. Yeah, very, very, very Good thankful. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it, so I, I don't know if you caught the Rick roll or not. That was wonderful. <laughs> That's many, one word. That's one well, way to put I'm it. I'm just curious. Was who? Raise your hand if that was your first Rick roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. The internet is a wonderful thing. So <laughs> there's a couple companies in town. Frontier yeah. offers it. Verizon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. So uh, you know, we were talking about that song, but actually, it's a good fit. If you think about it, never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. What does that kind of sound like to you? That sounds like marriage vows to me, right? And so the song really works well into our message today, and, yeah. and that's what we're talking about. So that's why we're here. She and I were asked to speak on this topic of marriage, and I fully understand that our 11 and some odd months of years being married together doesn't come close to what many of you have lived in your true. marriages, 50, maybe 60 years represented out true, here. True. And I'm sure you could come up here and give much more wisdom than I or Deanna, but we're going to share with you, because we were asked to, just what God has taught us over yes. the last 11 plus years. Yeah. Like, what has he poured through us? What have we learned through his word uh, for our marriage? Because we're not perfect. <laughs> we don't have it all together, right? 
But we, we know where to look for the answers. We yeah. know where to look when, when we're not making the right decisions. So, yeah. so that's the real reason why we're here. And so, I, yeah, let's just dive yeah. in. Yeah, and you know, um, there's a lot that the world has to say about marriage. Uh-huh. We see it on social media. We see it on movies. And, and just to be honest with you, I really felt uh, a little struggle bussing when I, when I was talking with Josh about what to share because I really am so passionate about marriage. I love to talk about marriage so much. And the reason why is because I've seen firsthand God do incredible things within the confines of marriage. Now, many of you may not know this about my testimony, but I was married previously to Josh uh, for six years to a man. And uh, he and I did not have the best relationship. We spent six years in turmoil because we were both uh, not following God. We, we did not have a true, honest relationship, Christ-honoring relationship. It, it endured struggles like abuse. We had infidelity. We had emotional infidelity as well. And let me just tell you, when God finally got a hold of my husband and changed his heart, uh, our marriage took a complete different trajectory we reconciled our marriage in six months because God was in it. And when I can compare and contrast, you know, I look back at my first marriage and I see, wow, this was really toxic and crazy without God. And then with you, we're, we're also just normal human beings, but man, it's just different. It hits different when you have God as a central focus. Now, I know that there's all kinds of different situations here in this room. I know that there's single folks. I know that there's maybe some folks in here are divorced. We can't possibly hit every scenario. But I also know that there are marriages here that are struggling today. I know that there are barriers that have been built. There's walls that have been built. There's cold shoulders. You may have just come off a weekend of arguing, of toxicity, Maybe you've come off a couple years of toxicity, of mistrust. Maybe your heart's been broken over and over and over again and you just, man, you're on the brink of divorce. And so if that's you today, I wanna tell you, I I really feel compelled to pray Mm -hmm. before we actually dive into any of the things that we're gonna talk because I really want the enemy to get far away from this place. That's right to move away from the things that we're gonna talk about, for barriers and walls to start getting broken and stuff to get softened, for your hearts to be softened. Because the things that we're saying are from God's word and God wants to do a new work in your life, amen? Amen. He's always moving, always doing something Mm -hmm. new and he has something for us today. That's right, and before before we pray, I just wanna share that, you know, I've obviously heard the story, your story over and over again, uh, previous to our marriage and I am just amazed because I know that you were praying for him. You're yeah. praying for this man for so long to come to know Christ, and he does. Yes. That's a, that's a miracle. That's an answer to prayer right there. How many of you would love for God to answer that prayer in your life right now? And it happened, and then six months later, he he's died. gone. He died. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, did, yeah, that's what happened. Did you take, like, were you, how did you reconcile that? I mean, as yeah. someone who faithfully prayed, God answered that prayer, and yeah. then gone. Yeah. Uh, How did you work through that? So there was, uh, I was pregnant. We had one kid together. Brianna was three at the time. I was pregnant with our second child when he, when he passed. And some weeks down the road, uh, my, my uh, I don't know, some 20 weeks into my pregnancy, I felt baby kicking in my belly while I was laying there at night. 
and Brianna was next to me. We were co-sleeping at the time. And I was so excited to feel the baby kicking. I mean, it was a legit big kick from Brandy. And I told, I told Brianna, I said, Bree, Bree, feel the baby, feel the baby. Well, she freaked out and started crying. It was too much for her, my excitement. And then I freaked out and started crying because at that moment, I felt the crossroads in my heart. I felt myself look up at the ceiling in my bed and just see the crossroads. I could either choose to trust God or I can be angry with God. I can choose to trust God that he's writing a story for me or I can be angry and turn my back on him. And so through the, the decision that I made, I trusted God because he trusted me to be a 24-year-old widow. And so because of that, God has written a story and has shown me what God can do in marriage, what God can do through prayer. And it's not the story that I wouldn't have written for myself, but it's a story that he wanted to write. So I appreciate you I sharing that. that. Yeah, lead us in prayer. Yes, let's pray. Father, God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for bringing us all here today. Lord, I just pray over the words that we're about to speak that they would not fall on deaf ears, that you would remove, gosh, anything blocking the heart from receiving today, blocking the eyes from seeing today, blocking the heart from opening and just sharing in the things that break your heart, Lord. God, I pray for the marriages in this room that are just hurting, that are bleeding out, that just need a word and a touch and something fresh and new. God, I pray for the singles in this room that they uh, that they would see this knowledge as something that they hold in their heart for their future marriages. God, I pray for the, the divorcees in this room that you can meet them in the reconciliation or even that you can meet them in the restoration of their heart during this season. There is restoration after divorce, God, and you're with them and you have not left them. God, we thank you for today and we praise you for what you're about to do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Amen. So today we're just going to lay out several truths, several principles. If you're looking to strengthen your marriage or any relationship, really, like these truths are going to speak volumes. And we just hope that you write them down yes. in your notes. Uh, you can follow along with the scripture with us in your, on your phone, in your Bible, on the screen or in your notes. And so whatever you do, make sure you follow along and make sure you take notes today. So the foundation we have to ask ourselves is why is marriage even important? What's the big deal about marriage? Like, the, the world treats it as like a legal contract, you know, but God designed marriage. And so God designed it. If he, if he designed it, why did he design it? Well, it was a representation or is a representation of his relationship, of Christ's relationship with the church. It's a perfect picture of that. Yeah. And also to give us companionship. We can go back to Adam and Eve in the garden. And, and so if God created it to give us directions He's going to give us directions on how to build it. I mean, do you believe that, right? If God created something, and he did, he created three institutions, and one of them is family. One of them is family. He's going to give us guidelines. He's going to give us help on what to do. He's going to show us in his word how to make it the best. So God challenges us, first of all, through his word. Mm -hmm. And the very first challenge is found in our, our key verse this morning, Ephesians 5, 21. And it says this, submit to one another out of reverence. For Christ. Now see that phrase there, out of reverence for Christ. You might even want to underline that, right? There is this thread that goes throughout the entire gospel from beginning to end and through the thread of your marriage. And that first key to strengthening your marriage is this. It's through submitting to your spouse. Now hold on. I know that's a, <laughs> submitting these days is like a trigger word, right? You have all these ideas about gender roles and like the, the, the husband lording over the wife. That's not what we're talking about here. But God does ask us to submit to your spouse. Realize how I said to your spouse. 
I didn't say that only women should submit to their husbands. It goes both ways, right? And to do that, I have to understand the motivation for submission. Why is this important? You're not submitting because it's some kind of manipulative trick, right? Or some kind of spiritual mumbo jumbo. No, you submit to your spouse. What does this verse say? Out of awe. Mm-hmm. Out of awe right. for Jesus. Yes. In other words, the motivation for submission is at the very heart of the gospel. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I love when I'm, when I'm studying for things like this and having been through school and seminary, I, I love the moments where God reveals something that I may have missed before or learning for the first time or being reminded of. And this was one of those. I, started, I went back and looked at, well, what is the word in the Greek that talks about submission in this passage? Yeah. And it's actually the word hupotasso. Hupotasso. And what I love about this is it says, hupotasso, which is a literal translation of of submission in the word of God, means to lift up, to support one another. That's good. Now that is a great and fresh revelation. Yeah, because it's like different than when, when who here watches UFC? Anybody? (laughs) Am I the only one who watches? No, there's more. They just don't want to admit it. There's more. So UFC and mixed martial arts, anybody, anytime you see any kind of a, uh, grappling, you always see them try to tap out. Or wrestling. Who here watches wrestling? That's when oh, okay, the whole, whole yeah. Okay. So in wrestling, what do they do? They try to tap you out. Submit. <laughs> tap out. But submitting is not like the Greek word here. Right. Right. It's to lift support. or support. Lift which sounds really nice, right? I like that better. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you you can't you can't submit unless you're supporting, and and that's really the picture of what God is painting here in a marriage. I must realize also that marriage is built on mutual submission. Mutual. See, it goes, it goes both ways. Uh, Ephesians 5.21, again, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We are to put our spouse's needs first yes. because a happy marriage is built on mutual submission. This is absolutely crucial, absolutely crucial in your marriage. So I want you to yes. think through this because it, it may be the very key to saving your marriage. Remember, the less your spouse gives to you, the less you tend to give back. Isn't that true? Amen. Would you say that that's that true? So true? The less that you give, the less you feel like loving. Yes. It's true. That's the natural sense. I've seen that. I've, I've gone through that. I've done think, that. Yeah, I've absolutely. Done that. And the okay. answer to changing this vicious cycle is to submit and to serve, to support one another, to serve one another, not to trick them into loving you. It's not what we're talking about here, yeah. um, but to love them because you want to serve them. And the more you give, the more you feel like loving. Mm. I want you to write that down if you don't already have it. The more you give, the more you feel like loving. And the more you feel love, the more More you give. give. This is true. And uh, we should be surprised because God's the author of this, and he's the author of, of all things, especially relationships, especially love. He, he presents the most indescribable love and his unfiltered love, like his uncompromising love. He doesn't expect anything. In he, he, God loves con- unconditionally, right? Uh-huh. And so that's what, he, that's what he's painting the picture of here. So remember, you know, when you, when you had that n- newborn baby, you're like, we, we've had two together. Mm-hmm. Now we have four all together, but two together since we've been married. And I remember the babies, and, and babies, they're precious, but don't they just take, 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 take? Right, Chelsea? <laughs> I mean, they give you things. <laughs> They she's, give you, <laughs> she's holding little JJ over they, here. That's why I asked her. They give you things like dirty diapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great gift. You know, they give but they take, 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 take. But the more you give, the more you serve little JJ, Chelsea, yes. I guarantee you the more overwhelmed by your love for him. Yes. And that's the way it works. And it's just, it's the same thing because this is a biblical 
pattern. Yeah. So the last thing about submission is, is remembering that submission is about the whole marriage. Yeah. It's not just about you. It's not about one person. Just like in the military where we normally think of submission like this hardcore lording over. You know, if you're in the military, you're submitting to your authority because it's for the good of the whole unit, not just for what's good for you. Right. But it's for good for the whole unit. So you can think of the same thing here. It's, it's good for the whole marriage. That's why it's important. And I want to encourage you. Your marriage has the power to set the course for your life as a whole. Mm -hmm. if, if your marriage is, is weak and everything around you is strong, I promise you, you're going to go out into the world from a position of weakness because that's how central marriage is to us. That's God true. created this. It's yeah. a miracle that happens when, when two people are joined as one. Yeah. So if you're, go you're going to come from a, a position of weakness, but let's say everything around you is just falling apart, but your marriage is strong, you're going to come from a position of strength. You're going to come from a position of strength. So that should be our goal. What, how can we get to a strong marriage? Or how can we strengthen our marriage if possible? That's what we ought to be looking for. It's so crucial. Yeah. And, and nothing, nothing except for Christ is more important than your spouse because God built it that way. God yeah. built it that way. So when was? When was the first time you submitted? You know, we talked a little bit earlier about never going to give you up, <laughs> never going <laughs> to let you down. Uh, probably the first time, if you're married in here, might have been your vows, right? That's true. That's true. And that's why I love weddings so much. You know, he's a pastor. He's like ordained. And so he gets to officiate weddings from time to time. And his role there is to uh, officiate the union of one person and the next and to become one. And what's my role? I'm just the wife on the arm. And I get to enjoy the cake, enjoy the dancing, enjoy the, oh, girl, you look amazing, and checking out the bridesmaids and the flowers. Meanwhile, and I'm so... officiating, <laughs> and, and I'm reading what I'm saying to these, this couple, and I'm convicted because, like, oh, yeah, that's what a husband should do. Oh, yeah, that's what Because yeah, I don't have have it all together, right? I, we haven't, we're it's not true. perfect. We, we haven't figured this all out. You know, we're constantly learning, constantly growing. Yes. And it's a good reminder in those moments for me. It is. It's that, a good yes. reminder for me too. Yeah. It's a, do, do you agree? Do you like going to weddings? Do you do? It's kind no, she said, no, it's okay. Said, be said, real, no, be real. I don't like be that because it, it shocks me in my core. Okay. So I want to go over the vows because I think it's important. Let's kind of just review this today. The first vow that we hear a lot is in sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you're married in this room and you took that vow. Yes, that was such a sweet vow. Oh my gosh, honey, in sickness and in health. But 10 years later, when this man's got a man cold hey, wait a minute. over here. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I'm feeling in the sickness and in health vow anymore. I don't appreciate that too much. Ladies know what I meant. Or, or 15 years down the road and she got her hundredth headache. Now that's true. Is that true? Okay. That's true. In sickness and in Not health. Not natural. Better Not or natural. for worse. Raise your hand if you're married and you took that vow. Better or for worse. You know, I look at that vow and it reminds me so much of the uh, oh crap bar in your car. What? You know what I'm talking about? Where you hang on to it for better because it's comfortable and you hang on to it for worse because when the crap hits the fan, you got you to gotta hang on to something. Well, in marriage, it's very much the same. For better or for worse, we're holding on to each other for better. Everything's going well. But when, but when things start to get tough, why are we letting go? Hmm. Why do we let go of each other? It's supposed to be the old crap bar now sometimes, of the vows. Sometimes, and, and God wouldn't expect you to stay in a toxic, abusive relationship. That's true. <laughs> so sometimes you do have that eject button, If there's right? abuse and there's, it's unsafe. 
It's unsafe. It's Get unsafe. Get the heckin' yeah, out, right? Sure. Yes, I appreciate you saying that. What about to love and to cherish? Oh, yeah. You know, love is this intense feeling of deep attraction and oh, affection. So sweet. And affection is really means to protect and care for someone, right? Uh -huh. Lovingly. But, but what does that look like? Right. Well, and it, it, like the intense feeling of deep affection. I just wonder if we're feeling those intense feelings 15, down, 15 years down the road, you know? I hear that. For I hear richer, that. for poorer. Who for, took that vow? Anybody take for richer, for poorer? For so richer, whether you have poor? a million bucks or tomorrow, it goes all the way down to a penny. Like for richer, <laughs> poorer, that's what that means, right? Yes. No matter what, yes. you're in it for the long haul. You're in it together through all the rough and the, and the tough. But you know what? I, look to, I love scripture and I love Paul and what his writings are so relevant to, our, to us today and, and especially to the church throughout all the centuries, right? And so he talks about the secret of being content. And he says it in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. So let's read that together. It says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Yeah. I know how to be brought low, right? <laughs> and I know how to abound. And let's go on to the next side there. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger. Sounds familiar, right? Abundance, right? And need. I can do all things through Christ right. who strengthens me. At the end of the day, our satisfaction and our soul needs yes, are met through. Should be fulfilled and met through Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's the foundation. Yeah. It's, not your, it's not your partner that's going to fulfill every expectation you've ever had. Yes. Only Jesus can do that, right? Only Jesus can give you everything you need. Your partner is there to go along the journey with you, to help you, and to be the one that God's created, yeah. to, to, to be alongside that journey with you, yeah. and to yeah. become one together. So, yeah. so another key to uh, strengthening your marriage, I think is very, very important, is really starts with prayer and praying for your spouse instead of gossiping about them. And I'm not saying don't go to your girlfriend for some advice or a sounding board. I'm not saying go to your sister, go a trusted friend who's been through the same thing you are. I'm not saying that at all. I think that's wise. The Bible talks about wise counsel in Proverbs. But what I am saying is don't forget to put God in the equation. Sometimes we go on this husband bashing fest or wife bashing fest, but we leave God out of the conversation. But sister, brother, cousin, mother, whoever, <laughs> friend, can't fix your spouse, can't fix my spouse. Only God can do a work in them. And you'll find that by praying for them, God begins to do a work in you, in me. Changes my heart, softens my heart to the things that used to bug me. Softens my heart to, to his failures. It just softens me a little bit. Praying for your spouse instead of gossiping about them. I have a, I have a little story for you. My we have four kids together, as he told you before. Two are from the previous marriage and two are, are from our marriage here. And they age, uh, the ages are 16, 12, 10, and 7. I have three girls and a little prince. <laughs> and uh, we have a neighbor that lives uh, very close to us. And Hence the neighbor. neighbor. Neighbor, very close, very close neighbor. <laughs> Y'all, come on, come uh, on, help so me out here. They're here with me. They're like, we don't want to make us. Deanna mad, so. <laughs> so he's the kind of guy that will razz you only if he likes you. Do you know those people? They have a, a, a large bit of sarcasm, but they do it out of love. They do it because they love you. And uh, one day he says to my 12-year-old, he says, hey, Brandy, go get that broom for my wife to take a ride on. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and Brandy, her jaw dropped. She's like, why do you, she, she said this, it only took her one second flash. She said, why do you do that to her? Why do you say that to her? Why do you talk about your wife like that? And what was his, mind you, she is 12, y'all, okay? He says to her, that's what married people do. Two and a half seconds later, uh-uh, that's not what my parents do. They do nice things for each other. They're always talking nice things about each other. They buy each other things. And I'm like, oh, well, well Brandy's okay. Thank oh, yeah. Let, thank <laughs> you. Brandy, that was very sweet. That's, that's very not kind. the whole picture. So, I mean, it's like, obviously. It's kind. But truly, we, we've made it a point to not, to not bash. talk bad. Yeah, to bash each other behind each other's backs. Yeah. We're always speaking uh, positively about each other to other people. Even if there's a situation where I need a sounding board, I'm not bashing him. I'm always speaking highly of him, which brings me to my next point. Focus on your spouse's strengths instead of weaknesses. This is so, so important. We can look at scripture here. And Ephesians 4.29 should be stapled up on our wall somewhere. This is such a, a banner verse for our family. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that is helpful, what is helpful for building others up mm-hmm. according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. It doesn't say... Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth unless he or she did something to you. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. There is no other uh, caveat there. Let's look at Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now this verse is talking about, uh, do not forsake the gathering of the brethren. Why we should also be meeting in church, but by golly, let's use it in our marriages. Mm -hmm. Let's spur one another on in love. Let's talk kindly about each other. I have a sweet friend, Dawn. She plays on the worship team. She's just my sweet, sweet, sweet mentor friend. I just love her to death. She's just so wise. And we were talking about raising kids. And she, she just said through her experience, you know, she learned that if she's always speaking negatively, her kids will never rise to anything higher than the things that she's saying about them. And so in the same way, let's make sure that we're speaking positively about our spouse, speaking the places where we want them to go, speaking kind words, encouraging words. Man, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to raise anywhere that somebody thought I was down here, somebody thought low of me. I wouldn't have the the energy, the urge, the even pride to do so. I'm always being bashed. So in the same way, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Unless, it, it, unless it's going to be uplifting to them. Now, I love this, uh, I love this quote here from um, an author named Gary Thomas. He writes a lot of marriage books, but he says, if happiness is our primary goal, we'll get a divorce as soon as happiness seems to wane. If receiving love is our primary goal, we'll dump our spouse as soon as they seem to be less attentive. Mm. But... But if we marry for the glory of God to model his love, his commitment to our children, and to reveal his witness to the world, divorce 
makes no sense. And that brings me to my last point, that we are to serve and submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It is out of worship. It is out of worship. It's not for that person. It's for God. It's to serve the one and only God, a heart of worship, a broken and contrite heart. You want your husband to come along? Matthew says, seek first the kingdom and my righteousness and all the other things will be added. You want your spouse to come along? Start seeking first God and his kingdom. And I swear to you, I'm a testimony to it that there is hope that God will bring them up will raise them up out of a place of darkness and will bring your heart along too. In the same way, it's this, it's this idea of if you're both running toward God, you have no choice but to meet in the middle. Do you want to do our little drawing? Yeah, yeah. So this, this is, is something that I remember from a long time ago, probably as a, as a teenager, but let's position this so everybody can see. <laughs> so the, the idea, it's a great picture of this scenario, is that we all have a foundation, right? We all have a foundation, and hopefully... It's in Christ Jesus, right? And so if, if I'm over here... Are we drawing myself? I'll we're draw drawing myself. ourselves. Okay, my horrible, horrible artwork. <laughs> hold on. I'll draw some hair and okay. a flower all in my right, hair. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. <laughs> so the idea is, you know, what's the answer? You know, if, if, if we're needing to strengthen our marriage, what does our focus need to be? Well, obviously, I believe our focus should be in God if we're... If we, believe in the word of God. We believe in God. Yes. It should be in God. He's our foundation. So Christ is our foundation. God is what we're striving for, the things of God and all that stuff. So yes. it's almost like, like each of us has a line, right? And we're, we're moving forward in our lives. And as long as we're seeking to grow towards God, it's no. kind of off center, kind of like life, kind of like it. life, right? It's yes. not perfect lines. Yes. So as long as we're growing closer to, to God, yes. we're, we're drawing closer to each other. Yes. Right? You see that happening there? Yes. Now, but it does take both intentionally both. doing that. Yes. It can't just be one person seeking God and the other person is like, you're passing each other, right? Or yes. going the other way. And it, yeah. it really takes this intentionality to grow closer to God in order to strengthen yeah. your marriage. And, in, and it's, it, it, if, you, if I'm going this way, I can't meet you in the middle. Right. If I'm going this way, I can't meet you this way. It's only by getting close to God. And if you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, this is going to be kind of impossible. Yep, very impossible. So today's, today's the day of salvation. If you don't know Jesus, all, all the Bible says you have to do is confess and believe that he is Lord and you will be saved. That's right. That's it starts right. with a relationship with Jesus. So, you know, we're talking about beautiful mess. Yes. It can be messy. Uh, Lord, no, we... We just came off of a, of a kind of a, a messy situation this weekend where I just, I messed it up big time, folks. I'm just going to be transparent with you. I messed it up big time. And uh, just said things I shouldn't have said. And Deanna had the perfect response in those moments to, to remind me of what my focus should be, to remind me of what my word should be in those moments. And, and I'm thankful because that's the that's the picture of a marriage. You're there to support each other, right? Mm -hmm. Submission. Yes. You're there to support and be in support of one another. And in moments like that where, where you know, I needed her to just be that person for me in that moment. There's moments where you've needed me to do the same thing. But it was messy, right? But God can make something so beautiful yeah. out of that. Beauty from ashes. Well, beauty the from Lord, the messy and, situations. And the Lord's just reminding me now, like, you know, we're not perfect. We're not standing oh, no. up here with this perfect marriage. Like, 
we have mess. We still have things we're working on and that we will be working on. No marriage has ever arrived. But it's a beautiful mess because God is always writing a testimony and a story. With every like heated fellowship moment, I feel like I grow a little bit more. And we may not have arrived in the places that we're heated fellowshipping about, but eventually we just grow deeper and deeper in our love. And man, we've, we've come through some stuff, honey. Yeah. Like we've come through some stuff together. But God, it's because of God. It's because of God. It's because of God. It's because of God. Do y'all hear me? It's because of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. But when you understand the purpose of marriage and that God created it for and that he set the example for us, he's given what we need. It's kind of like going to your car and opening up the gas tank and pouring in sweet tea. You know, God's nectar, right? Pouring in <laughs> sweet tea in that gas tank. I mean, it could be the most wonderful drink in the world. Poured in that gas tank. Right. You know, I'm so thankful when I moved to the Midwest that there was Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and Cracker Barrel, so I can get my sweet tea fix, right? So, Rick, you know what I'm talking about, being from Kentucky, right? So, so uh, but if you pour sweet tea into that tank, I got news for you. Your car is not going to make it that far. <laughs> it's probably going to break down. Well, the same thing is true because the creator of that car, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, whoever it is, had a design for how that car should work, and sweet tea was not it. <laughs> it was not it. It was gas, right, yeah. for that car. Well, the same thing is true for us. We, we can decide we want to do it whatever way, to fill that tank with whatever. But if it's not what God has asked for us, and I believe we're talking about this idea of, of putting each other first. Yeah. If we're not doing that, we're not filling our gas tank with the right thing, and it's, it's not going to work out. It won't. Yeah. If, we're, if we're not following what the Creator designed for us, it's going to be really, That's good. really, really hard. And so all these principles, all these principles that we're talking about today and more can be found in the rest of this chapter, Ephesians 5. So I encourage you to read 21 through 33. Maybe take it upon yourself. Maybe read it with your significant other or a family member or, or a son or daughter. Maybe you take the time to do that, okay, and, and really read through this. But I want you to remember, because we just... We just came out of this series called Antidote, talking about the problems of life and what does God's word say the antidote is. And I want to tell you that this is kind of like a little, a little antidote here, like, because the arch enemy of, of all marriages, arch enemy of most relationships, right, is self-centeredness. Yeah. That's, where, that's where we get caught up in ourselves. That's the sweet tea in our gas tank, right? Yep. We focus too much inward instead of outward, instead of the, the whole. And yeah. so it, it's, it's that intersection of needs and concerns that is the primary problem. We, we can't possibly, we can't possibly meet everyone's expectations. It's never going to happen, but Jesus absolutely can. Yeah. So you want to make sure, number five, to put your spouse first. Put your spouse first. Think about in every action. Now, I'm not always that great at this. I'm not always a great selfless person. My wife is. I think you're great at it. Oh, thank you. But, you but you're definitely great at it. And, thank you. and I will say this, is that this is key. So if we look back on these, on these five things, right, these five things, number one, submission is so important. And remember what that really means. Remember that you're supporting the other person. Yeah. You're in support of that person. You're lifting them up. The second is to pray. Yes. Not only talk to God about that, but talk to them ab about the issues and the problems and, and talk to your spouse. Yes. My goodness, talk to your spouse before you would, you know, gossip about them, right? Yes. And number three? 
Focus on your spouse's strengths instead of weaknesses. Strengths instead of weaknesses. Number four. Uh, submit. No. Sorry, Someone know. knows out there. Serve and submit. Yeah, serve and submit. That's right. Serve yeah. and submit. And, and to one another out of reverence for Christ. And number five, put my spouse first. And I promise you, if you put all these things together, if you're both seeking to do this, I get it. Sometimes the other person is just not going to do it. I get that. That happens. But if you are both intentionally your foundation is in Christ and you're both intentionally to grow towards God and you're looking at his word and put these principles into place, you'll be able to fulfill that very last vow yeah. until death to us part. Let's pray together. God, thank you for this day. We love you. Thank you for the relationships, the marriages in this room, those who have set the course, those who have honored and, and have been married for 50 years, those who are just maybe coming up on their first year, those who have been through marriage and it just it didn't work out. And all the situations, all the scenarios in this room, God, thank you for your word. Thank you that there is hope in your word. Thank you that, that God, that you will take what is messy and, and create something beautiful out of it if we just focus on you and allow you. So I just pray that today. And I pray, as Deanna said, if anyone in this room doesn't have a relationship with you, Jesus, that they'll start there because that's where it all begins. Realizing that we don't have what it takes to be perfect. That God, you gave your son Jesus to cleanse our sins, to impart righteousness onto us so that we can be holy and pure in your sight. Yes. Or that we could be with you for all eternity. Let us have that foundation first. Take that step today. Take that step. Ask more questions. Lean into that. And then for anyone who, who's, who's maybe you're in that struggle, you're in that storm in your life and relationship or a marriage and, and you just need help, turn to God. Right now, we're turning to you, God. Bless Give the blessing that's needed right now in this moment. Give the peace and the comfort and the, the wherewithal, God, for us. Lord, help us help each other. Lord, help us step out of our comfort zone even sometimes and, and do what we need to do to get on the right track by honoring you and your word. And it's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining Thank me you. again. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> praise God for her. Praise the Lord. So, so here's, here's what we ask. You know, just as you would go to the doctor annually, maybe, right? It's kind of like a <laughs> wellness check, right? You go for a wellness check, not because you've got it all figured out, not because you have something wrong with you necessarily, but you go to just, it's preventative, right? Well, the same thing's true about marriage. You know, that's why we go through premarital counseling. That's why we go through continued counseling, right? It's because sometimes it's just preventative. It's nothing wrong with that. So if you're wanting to partner with someone, we're here to partner with you. We have counselors and therapists that can walk with you, encourage you, whether you're in a crisis or you're in on top of the mountain right now, we encourage you to reach out and take those steps to uh, continue to live a life that represents and glorifies God. All right, so on the way out today, we do have our ushers in the back. They've got baskets. It's a time of giving for us at the church. So you can place your tithes and offerings there if you call the church, uh, this point church, your home church. And then uh, also your communication cards, prayer requests, next steps, uh, any desire, the prayer night. If, you, if you're not QR savvy and you want to sign up for an hour or whatever, mark prayer night on your card and we'll get back with you and let you know how to do that, okay? It's going to be a great week and I'm excited for the rest of this series as we continue 
diving into the family and what God's word says about it. Let's all stand together. Can we sing one more time? Is that cool? All right, let's do it.